Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Real Estate with Wendy podcast. Today, we're going to talk about property management. So as an investor, once you start buying real estate and you start getting your properties and your portfolio lined up, then one of the natural things for some people, they think, oh, let me do my own property management. I think I would be great at this. Let me just manage my own properties. And before I give you any advice on that, let me tell you to consider carefully before you do. There are legalities if you own more than, I believe, four real estate properties that you do not live in. If you own four or more, you are legally no longer allowed to manage your own properties. You must hire a property manager because of the legalities when dealing with the public. There are fair share housing laws, BRITA laws, all these different types of laws in place to protect people from discrimination, from steering them towards certain types of communities. The general person who is just an investor doesn't know these laws, has not been trained, and doesn't get the continuing education that a property manager or realtor gets in order to be able to handle these situations. So if you're going to do this yourself, I would say educate yourself on the laws, educate yourself on BRITA, educate yourself on all of the different things you're going to need to know, which include landlord-tenant relations, landlord-tenant laws, etc. This may not be a good idea for everyone. This may be something where you want to hire a property manager. But most people decide, (laughs) given this wonderful advice, most investors decide to save money. They decide to try to do it on their own and not use a property management team or a property manager at all. They think that they can do it themselves and they try. Let me try to give you some advice for those of you out there who are going to try or are already doing this yourself. Step one, you've gotten yourself a property. Step two, you have put the money in and you have renovated this property. Step three is going to be getting applicants vetted, getting them approved, getting them processed and ready to move into the home. So that is a whole thing in and of itself. When you are trying to find these tenants to move into your home, step number one is going to be advertising. You're going to want to have these people know about your property. And these days, I'm here to tell you, putting a sign in the yard is not going to cut the mustard. It's not going to work. In fact, I don't bother with signs anymore. I have not put a sign in a yard in 15 years. People are online these days. That's where everybody looks to see what's available, whether you're talking about a rental property, whether you're talking about a lease purchase, whether you're talking about buying, selling, anything, you go online. So knowing that, you're going to want to find in your local area where you can advertise, in my opinion, as a just starting out investor, for free. You want to know where the free listings are that you can get online and you can put your property up to list for free. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm just such a nice person. I'm going to tell you some places that you can list for free. You may have already heard of Craigslist. They have Craigslist that you can do for, you know, renting. You can put all the details of your property up, including the pictures, the description. I don't know if they give out your phone number or if they send it to your email and then you contact people that way. I don't use a lot of Craigslist anymore, unfortunately. That's one. So another one is Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace is one that I use quite often. Seeing as how I'm a realtor, I use the MLS, the Georgia MLS Multiple Listing Service. 
I put things up on there. There are a lot of free websites like Hotpads, Zillow, Apartments.com, LeapPad. I mean, there's just, it goes on and on and on. And you can Google free rental listings or free rental ad. So that's what I would say is step number one. If you're going to be a property manager of your own for properties that you own less than four, then you can certainly elect to do that if you have got the the marketing and your listing up and you know how to list in multiple places. List in multiple places. Don't rely on just Marketplace. Don't rely on just Apartments.com or whatever other places are out there to let you list for free. I would list in multiple places, usually six to eight is my minimum. And I get it out there and I plaster the entire internet with it. And I keep plastering it until I find my tenant and I get them properly vetted. But that leads us on to step number two. Properly vet the tenant once you've gotten the application back. They've paid you the application fee and you must charge an application fee that is equal to or greater than at least what it costs you to run the credit reports. I run through Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. I do it through all three and get the triple report because a lot of times, not sometimes, what's on TransUnion is not going to be on Equifax. What's on Equifax is not on Experian. And so different reports have different things, and you may not catch an eviction if you don't search all three. Very important knowledge here, guys and girls. Do your research. Um, It even comes to property management. You've gotten your background checks. You've gotten your credit reports. You're running your applications. You've got your tenants, and you're getting them approved. So again, if you run backgrounds, if you run all this stuff, the way that I do it, I use Rent Spree. Rent Spree is a app website that you can go on and you can run both credit reports, background checks, the whole nine yards. I like to do my background checks at the sheriff's office. I like to be in good contact with my local helpful community officers. They can say, you know, somebody comes and says, hey, you know, this person, you know, they, they're doing apartments, you know, is this a scam? They can say, oh, no, she was in here. She's a legitimate realtor. She, you know, she's been doing this for years. And I've had that happen. When somebody came to complain and say something about, hey, person, Wendy, you know, she did this, this, and that. They're like, oh, no, she's legit. <laughs> you know, we're not going to hear any of that. You get your credit reports. You get your background checks, you process your applications, you call the references, you look up the employment history. If you don't know how to look it up, ask them to give you pay stubs. Ask them to give you the tax records. You're going to have to see some kind of information to prove three months worth of income is what I like to see. And when I'm looking at the income, I would love to see three times the rent as their income. So if the rent is, let's say, $1,000 a month, then I want to see them making three grand a month. If the rent is three grand a month, I want to see them making nine grand a month. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this does not always happen. Sometimes you're going to find, as a property manager of your own places, that maybe you don't get any applicants that have exactly three times the rent. You know, they've got eh, decent credit. They don't have anything on their background. But dadgummit, they only have 2.6% and not 3%. What do you do then? This is an age-old question. 
Do you keep your property empty and wait another month, wait more time while you're looking for someone who meets your perfect criteria? Months could go by before you find someone who meets your perfect criteria. I've been doing this 27 years, and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. I've seen every single scenario you could possibly envision or imagine. When it comes down to it, I don't like to wait too long to find a perfect tenant. Sometimes we just have to say, you know, this is going to have to do for right now. Maybe in return, you write a shorter lease. Maybe you don't write a 12-month lease in this scenario. Maybe because you couldn't find anyone at this time, maybe you write a six-month lease. Maybe when it's warmer outside, like did you write the lease in December when everybody is trying to bunker down and not buy anything because it's the holiday season? That could be a factor. You have to think about why is it that you're not receiving these types of applicants. If they're all very, very low, maybe your price is too high. There's a lot of things that could be going on here, but we'll talk some more about those later. You want to make sure you vet your tenants thoroughly and you get someone approved who is going to meet as much of your criteria as you can. And ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about having the same criteria for everyone. This is something that a real estate agent or a realtor is going to do and be forced by law to do. Whereas if you're dealing with private owners, they don't know about the laws. Therefore, they don't always follow them. They might put someone in who they want to put in and you know, is there something that can be done about that? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. It's very hard to prove what did and did not transpire. All I can say is get yourself someone who's thoroughly vetted. Go ahead and take the first and last month's rent from them. Get the security deposit, which is also equal to one month's rent. And if you get the first and last month's rent, last month's rent is very important if you have iffy people that you're not sure of. It's a scenario where they don't quite make enough. You may want to get more money up front. Again, if you have that last month's rent up front, as well as the security deposit, in my experience, you have less problems from these people. They make for better tenants because you have more of their money. And when you have more of their money, they want their money back, so they behave a certain way. And that's something that I have found so invaluable in my property management tactics. I like to make sure that I get as much as I can from any human being that comes through those doors on any property, no matter what the situation, no matter what the scenario, I try to get as much as I can, as much as they will financially allow based on the situation, simply because things always go wrong at some point. You know, they decide they want to buy a house, you know, that's the happiest of scenarios, or they decide that, you know, they don't want to pay the rent no more. You know, they lost their, they didn't even decide they'd lost their job. You know, there are things that we can't control sometimes. If that's the scenario, you know, when they tell you on the first, hey, uh, I don't have the rent money right now. Da, 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 da. If you're smart as a property manager, we're going to talk in a minute about a lease. If you're smart with your with your writing of your leases, then you have written in, there's not much of a grace period before you can legally go down to the courthouse and evict these people. And by the way, the lease itself is the late notice, so therefore you have no other obligations except for to go down there, trot down, fill out the paperwork, and throw them out. Now, in most counties in Georgia, you can do this pretty quickly. And by the time the rent is coming due again, you've already got the rent that they didn't pay because the last month's rent is the last month's rent. If you get them out quickly enough, then you're not out a dime. You have to be quick with your timing as a property manager. You have to be able 
to be running to the courthouse, filing paperwork, dealing with tenants. This is a full-time job. And if you already have a full-time job, this might not be for you. You may want to hire someone who is a professional. I have a lot of investors who like to do this stuff. So if they decided to continue and they decided to write out a lease, I would say this, get a Georgia standard lease. Get one that's like 12 pages long. Get one that covers every possible scenario that you could possibly encounter in a lease situation. And I have these leases that I keep on me all the time. I'm willing to give them out to my friends, my family, whomever asks me for one. Doesn't cost me anything to be nice. An investor were to use these leases and fill them out properly, then it covers situations like the security deposit, the last month's rent, keeping the place neat and tidy and clean. And if you don't, maintenance and repairs, who's responsible for them? If you don't do the maintenance and repairs, monthly inspections, knowing that the property manager is going to come in every month, look at the property thoroughly, inspect it and see if you're keeping it in good enough shape. Are you doing the air filters and changing those out as you're supposed to? Are you keeping the garbage disposal clean? Are you doing all of the things, you know, that you need to do? Cutting the grass, trimming the hedges. There are things that tenants won't do unless you make them. And if you're there and you make them, they'll do it. And if you're not there, they won't. Okay, some other things that I do, again, you've gotten your lease written out, you've gotten it filled out properly, and if you're smart as a property manager, get a real estate agent or a realtor to help you fill this out, to know what the laws are, to know how to do it properly, and then, boom, you've got your tenants in place, you've got your security deposit, your first and last month's rent, things are going great, you're getting your passive income coming in every month, oh, it's going so wonderfully, until... You go in one month and pick up the rent, and you're looking around. You hand them their air filter. By the way, I like to have the type of air filters that they're just standard filters that you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, and you go get. And then when you go get them, they cost like a few dollars, five, ten bucks. I trot them over to each and every rental property, knock on the door when I'm picking up the rent, and I tell them I need to come in to do your filter. And they don't even think that I'm looking at their house and judging whether or not it's clean enough, whether or not they're keeping it on point, doing everything properly. They may not know that. They may think, oh, that Wendy, we're getting something over on her. We've got her doing our bid and call. And we've got her fetching and stepping for us, giving us free air filters. Well, little do they know, I'm watching them. I'm getting access to the property. I am coming in, and yeah, I'm doing their air filter for them, which they love, but I'm also looking at all of their cleaning skills, their maintenance to see how they're treating the house. And again, if they're not treating it right, this is when I mention, hey, (laughs) while we're here, let me just tell you, you need to clean this up. You need to take your trash out. For example, I had a tenant that they, I guess they just couldn't afford after a while. They had been having the trash service, but after a while, the trash started to build up. And when I went and collected the rent and put the air filter in, I could clearly see around the side of the house that the trash was building up. And I told them, you have got to get this rectified in one week. I'm going to be dropping off a note on your door to put this in writing. If it's not rectified within one week, that's grounds for termination. So get your stuff cleaned up. I understand. I understand. Lost your job. It's okay. I'm not coming from a place of screaming or cursing or upsetness. I'm your friend. I'm here to help you so that you don't have any problems. Should the owner come by, the owner is going to pitch a bloody fit. The owner is going to insist 
that I stop the lease. And we have the right to do so, you know, per the lease. We can at any time decide, no, we we don't want to do this anymore. And we can early terminate the lease as the tenant can, either party can, it's just a matter of circumstance. I like to make the tenants aware of all of the different items that are in the lease. I like to make sure that everything is covered in the lease. And then I like to make sure that every month I go by and remind them of anything that they're doing right or wrong. I applaud them and commend them as being the best tenants ever if they're doing a great job and they're keeping the house super nice and super clean. I tell them they're my favorite tenants. I love them to death and I praise them to no end. Now, if there's anything that they're doing wrong, I try to be very gentle and very professional and never get in their face. I never get, you know, nasty. I try to keep it on a very soft, easy place to where I can say, hey, you know, as your friend, as your buddy, this is what the lease says. You need to take care of this. We don't want this to come to a situation. I'm telling you as a friend, if you handle this, you can handle it. You know what I mean? You can just go get somebody else to be your trash service. Okay, so you owe these guys money. Go get some other guys. Get this trash out of here. And again, I have found in my experience that that is the best way to keep good tenants good. And when things go wrong, you just can't take it personally. I have had it that when they quit paying the rent. In fact, the situation happened to me last month. I had a tenant that has been there for 10 solid months. I went in every single month. I inspected her property. It was as clean as I could even imagine in my head. She did a marvelous job keeping it nice. And I would tell her every month, the place looks great. I'm so happy. I'm glad you like, is there anything you need? Is there anything wrong? Every single month, she said, no, everything's great. Nothing's wrong. I don't know. One time she called and said the dishwasher was broken. We gave her a new dishwasher. We put a brand new one in. Another time she called and said something else. We fixed whatever it was promptly. As soon as she had a problem, we fixed it. And then when it came time for rent, she never had issues. Well, she called me last month and said, oh, I just, I'm, it's a health issue. I'm moving out. I can't continue to stay here, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? I was shocked and in awe. She only gave me like a three-week notice, which is not in any way, shape, or form appropriate. That's not going to cover it um, as far as what the lease stipulates. Now, me personally, this is just me, and the owner is a nice guy too. She kept the place so clean, she always paid on time. We felt like if she left the place clean this time when she moved out, then she could have back her last month's rent because she had already paid when she said, hey, I'm moving out. She had already paid for her last month. She wanted her last month's rent back. She wanted her security deposit back. Again, she technically broke the lease. We were under no obligation whatsoever, still not under any obligation whatsoever to give her back a dime. However, the owner said, well, if she leaves it clean, we'll give her her money back. And I said, okay, that's fine. The only thing that I would say is that if we can get it rented, in a time frame where there's no gap, then we can give her her last month's rent back. But if not, we may have to keep some portion thereof just to cover. Um, luckily, I am an excellent property manager, and I was able to find and approve several people in the time frame that was required. And as soon as she was gone, we had someone new in because she indeed left the place neat and clean. Do you think that we had an issue even though she moved out abruptly? Do you think that she left with any type of ill feelings towards me or the owner? Absolutely not. It was on very good terms, and this is how you get them to leave the place clean and not destroy it. You're going to have to be rational. 
You're going to have to be a human being. You're going to have to think about their needs. And you're going to have to have a a person, if it's going to be you as the property manager, you're going to have to be quick on the fly. And you're going to have to figure out how to get somebody else in there quickly. Making sure they don't destroy the place is item number one. That's like the most imperative thing you can do. You have to find and keep good tenants. And when they decide to leave, you're going to have to work with them. Those are just my tips and tricks from someone who's been doing this 27 years and successfully doing this for 27 years. I have not had to go to a court eviction in nine years. It's been a long time since I've had to evict anyone in court. I have found that it's better for everyone if we stay out of court. Tenants don't like to have evictions on their background and on their credit. It looks very terrible, and it makes it so they get denied everywhere else that they go. I personally do not deny people because they have past evictions. I will tell them they need to pay more money up front. Unless you're some sort of a hardened criminal, I can work with just about anybody if they bring enough money to the table. That's another one of my property management secrets. You know, money can cure anything that I find just about. Um, Outside of crazy situations, I can work with just about anybody with enough money up front. And that turns just about anybody into a good tenant. When you're holding that kind of cash, I've been known to hold $10,000 for, you know, security purposes, just to make sure that nothing went wrong in situations where, you know, their paperwork looked sketchy as all get out. And there was no way that anybody else was going to give them a place to live, period. And it was me or nobody. So it's good to give those people a chance. Now they're off living somewhere else and they have excellent rental history and they've learned a valuable lesson. And they've grown up a lot. Having to pay the rent on time with me, that's something that taught them how to be responsible, which I take a little bit of credit for. But that's just a little bit about property management. I think we'll have to go into more about this topic later on. I think that's probably all the time that we have for today, but we will cover some more property management topics later. And hey, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at realestatewindypodcast at gmail.com. I can answer any questions that you may have. In fact, What we may do is we may do a special podcast if we get enough questions to just cover all of the questions that you have and we'll answer those one by one. If you have anything, give me a give me a shout out. That's all for now. Thank you guys for listening to yet another Real Estate with Wendy podcast.